We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back here to Outside the Trenches on KC Sports Network. We took a little break for a few weeks, but now we are back, and I am joined once again by my friends Nick Leckie, former K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints, and Tucker Franklin, our fearless podcast producer here at KCSN, who's also a Creed Humphrey lookalike. And I am BJ Kissel, been covering the Chiefs since 2009, worked for the Chiefs for six years from 2014 to 2020 as one of their team reporters. And today on the show, we're going blind nil for the entire thing. And if you've listened to the show before, you know what that means. And if you have not, basically what it is, is each one of us brings a topic unbeknownst to the other two. And we spend about 10 minutes chatting up whatever it is, football, Chiefs specific. And that's how we are going to do it today for this show right after this. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. All right, guys, let's get into this. And Tucker, let's start with you for Blind Nail. What topic do you have for us today? Listen, I've got maybe one of the hottest topics that happened in the past uh, year for the Kansas City Chiefs. The trade of Tyreek Hill. It's been a while since we've been convened, since we've all been together. So I've got to get your guys' thoughts on this. The Chiefs. They don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. I don't know if you guys know this. They don't have Tyreek Hill. They added a bunch more wide receivers. Uh, but I want to ask you guys. Do you think that this offense can be more explosive without Tyreek Hill? Now, I know that's a yes or no question, but I would love for you to explain your answer. All right, I'll go first because Nick looks like he's taking notes or studying down there. But I, uh, I'm going to go with yes, but I'm not going to say mo- more explosive necessarily. I'm just going to say, do I think they could score more points than they did last year? Yes. But when you use the word explosive, we're talking about the most explosive player in NFL history. Right. Like, let's be honest about what Tyreek Hill brought to that offense and what he was able to do. But, and I, we've been talking about this all offseason, this is not a unique thought right now, but the ability for Patrick Mahomes to read a defense and to understand where to go with the ball based on the looks and the, the coverage that he's getting, it's kind of been downplayed because you have – you had Tyree kill for so long. You just wanted to get him the ball and have him go make a play. I think we're going to see 
the the not maturation because he's always had it, but I think we're going to be able to understand a little bit more about what makes Patrick Mahomes so special outside of just the physical abilities. And I feel like on this show, we probably made this point uh, several different times after that trade, but um, I do think that they have a very good opportunity to be as explosive in terms of points scored. Uh, I still think they can flirt with that 2018. If everybody stays healthy, healthy, I think they can flirt uh, with what they did in 2018, where I think it was like 565 points. And they were flirting with, you know, being the most explosive offense in NFL history uh, because of what we've seen during training camp. And I know it's just camp, but Juju Smith-Schuster and even the play today for anybody who's following our coverage up at training camp, you know, we've got Eddie High up there getting uh, highlights from camp. And the the play that Marquez Valdez-Scantling made um, this morning, it would be Tuesday, go check out our social media account, it was a phenomenal catch. Uh, even in the game against the Bears last Saturday, I made a point in the KCSN update yesterday uh, of the play that Marquez Valdez-Scantling made on third down. It was the one kind of high pressure high leverage situation that the chiefs offense first team offense found themselves in and it was a scramble play and mvs did a great job creating some separation knowing where to go uh in a scramble drill to give patrick mahomes a chance to get rid of the ball those are the kinds of things that you want to see from a receiver group and you know a quarterback that you know haven't had a lot of live reps in game situations together because you're talking about Three of the the top pass catching options for the Chiefs are new in Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and Juju Smith Schuster. So you need those kinds of reps. We've seen them have success so far. So I'm going to say yes. I think that they can be um, more efficient. They can score more points. But when you use the word explosive, that's hard for me just because not going to take anything. I don't care what he says or how annoyed Chiefs fans get at him. Let's not take away from what we know Tyreek Hill is, and that's the most explosive player to ever step foot on an NFL football field. Yeah, we we, uh, we definitely won't get the routes where receiver catches it and hops back two feet to go forward, <laughs> right? I mean, that's no. just seriously the most underrated thing about Tyreek Hill is his moving backwards to go forward. Like it's a it's a soccer move, right? Pass it backwards, reset the defense, uh, everything like that. But uh, so explosive, no. But overall, I, I really feel like they've built – a, a fantastic wide receiver room to sort of go along with what they built last year in the revamp of the offensive line. So they take care of the O-line first, and now they're taking care of that wide receiver room. And you got a vet who, you know, worked with Aaron Rodgers for so many years, right? you got a guy like like Juju who who can be a vet too, work with Roethlisberger for, for so many years, right? Um, and then you got Sky Moore, right, who I think will be the, the dark horse this year. He's returning punts. Uh, he's returning kicks. Um, he is he is a converted running back, which to me I, I love because yeah. I loved um, who was Clemson always hurt in Baltimore last year, um, wide receiver uh, for the Chiefs. Sammy Watkins. Thank you, uh, yeah. Sammy Watkins. I love Sammy Watkins because when he caught the ball, he was a, he turned into a running back, and right. Sky Moore has that ability too because he was a converted running back. So, and he's a smooth route runner. Like, like, it's yeah. So uh, did the wide receiver room get better overall? Yes. 100,000%. And I will go on record and say that this wide receiver room will get more production than they did last year because it was easy. It was easy to play chiefs last year, cover up uh, Tyreek and then say, okay, who's, who's going to beat us? Who who are you going to have beat us? Now it's like, you got these vets that that play well cohesively. Um, they, They know how to work together. There's no selfishness. And it's like, damn, like I was actually surprised they were able to get, you know, MVS and Juju. 
and then you know paired up with a rookie in Sky Moore. So I think it'll be it'll be great. I think they will get better. Yes, absolutely. I think that uh, I said this on on the radio the other day. When you look at okay, where did the Chiefs get better at? And and I was asked that question of where did the Chiefs get better at? And I said at the wide receiver position. Yeah. And that might be a crazy thing to say when you lose a top three wide receiver in the world, it, but you're looking at it in the last year, the difference between the top wide receiver and the second wide receiver was a, was a pretty good size gap, right? Uh, you know, no offense to the wide receivers last year, Tyree kills just that good. Um, now, when you look at it, the wide receiver gap from number one to number four, isn't, isn't even that big. So you have a, a guy, a bunch of guys that are around that kind of, same high level skill and you're even looking at wide receiver number five justin watson looks like he's going to be that wide receiver number five who's pretty darn good too like you've got you've got top to bottom this might be the most well-rounded wide receiver room the chiefs have had in in the patrick mahomes era maybe even in the andy Reid era you could say but uh, so i think that's what makes it so exciting i think uh, bj make a good point about scoring points like this could be a, a very well high scoring offense when you look at the first the first drive that Patrick Mahomes had he targeted like six different guys or seven different guys Mm -hmm. it's incredible to see that he has this many targets now that he can go to it's not Travis Kelsey Tyree Kill or Demarcus Robinson who's going to run backwards you know or it's another guy that you don't know if he can target and have a reliable uh, receiver for so you feel comfortable with with reads three four and five more than you have have ever had in in a Chiefs offense and I think that's what makes it so exciting about this team and I think that that's kind of why I found myself when I watch this offense is like there's there's like reason for excitement here this isn't the same old team again there's these wide receivers you know Sky Moore's a you know Nick you mentioned it a very good route runner like they've got a bunch of guys that are very good route runners Juju's a a ginormous human being I don't know (laughs) seeing him seeing him in person I don't know why I thought he was like a a small slot receiver maybe because he just like plays in the slot sometimes and like I don't know. That was weird. You know, Chase Claypool is a big size guy too. And I was like, oh, maybe he Juju's a little small. He's not small at all. I don't know like why I thought that. And seeing him and MVS is a big dude too. So this whole like almost attitude shift uh, of how the receivers make like their build and their makeup, I think is going to be really interesting to see how bigger wide receivers help maybe Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't throw outside the hashes outside the numbers very much. So I wonder if Maybe that's a maybe that's a shift he wants to do. Maybe he wants to throw out there and get more jump balls. And he has receivers that we've seen. BJ, as you mentioned, if VS made a jump ball, a 50-50 ball, if you throw those up, it's more like 75-25 uh, to those receivers. So I think that that could be another really exciting thing for this team. Yeah, I'm curious if you know we I made this point on the KCSN update video yesterday uh, regarding Justin Watson. A lot of this is outside perspective. This is just how we're feeling because of the highlights that we've seen up at camp, not necessarily the stuff that really matters, like how comfortable is a guy within the scheme and the offense and knowing the playbook and all those kinds of things. But, and this is talking, taking nothing away from guys like Marcus Kemp and even Byron Pringle probably before last year. But as you sit right now, you're looking at McCole Hardman as maybe your fourth option. It could be as high as two or three. He could be fourth. But if Justin Watson is your fifth option right now, and Darius Fountain, it looks like those two are your last, you know, five and six. Is this the best fifth wide receiver that we've seen in the nine, what, nine years that Andy Reid's been in Kansas City? Because he's going, he's competing against Marcus Kemp, who was there for a number of years, who was that guy from an offensive perspective. Now, special teams and the abilities there is a different 
discussion. But what we've seen from Justin Watson and what we knew about how excited Brett Veach was about, you know, bringing him onto this roster after he started his career, I think he was a fifth round pick um, for the Bucks. I mean, this guy is making plays and what we saw from him on Saturday has translated. We heard the rumors or the reports, I should say, on Monday about him getting a lot more first team reps. And then we've seen that Tuesday here again with Eddie High up. Training camp posting all those oh. highlights. We're getting a lot of passes from Patrick Mahomes to Justin Watson, which is a fantastic sign, obviously, for Watson. And I think he's basically earned a spot at this point. Uh, but the real thing I want to ask a couple of former offensive linemen here, a couple of former centers here, is and Nate Tice put this out. And Nate Tice, friend of KC Sports Network, has been on the show with the, the lab guys. But he took a screenshot. And mind you, this is Andy Reid, this is Chestnut Checkers that he's playing. But he took a screenshot of all the formations that the Chiefs were running uh, early in the preseason. You get a lot of fullback. There's a lot of 21 personnel, 22 personnel. Do you think that this is a shift with some of those bigger body guys, Tucker, to your point of just kind of like a a shift? Or is this Andy Reid just trying to get a certain look on offense to grade the offensive lineman running the ball with a lot of traffic, trying to see how – you know, Clyde runs with a lot of bodies around him. Like, let's really dissect why they're running so much fullback stuff here in the preseason, or is this a sign of things to come? Well, when I saw it, I looked at it more of, oh, Andy doesn't want them to practice their nickel, uh, the other defense to get uh, their nickel defense. That's kind of how I saw it, maybe from the other lens, but maybe it is the way of, uh, yeah, this offensive line is built for running. Like, these, these guys on this offensive line can run block very well. Um, and they almost seem to be underutilized at times last year when it seems like they should just be running the ball and, and they wouldn't. And that's, you know, kind of an Andy Reid staple sometimes where he, Bengals. Likes, <clears throat> yeah, or he likes, he likes to still throw the ball. And I understand not wanting to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands. I get it. But sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta pound the rock. Sometimes you just gotta run the ball. And this offensive line is built for it. We saw it on the first drive. I, I kind of get a little excited with the, with the 21 personnel or, going in there because it looks like that uh, there's a Matt Nagy revenge game when he came out there. He didn't want them to practice their uh, <laughs> their, their nickel nickel personnel. They just wanted to line them up. Big Wait, they called a tight go. end screen inside the red zone. I'm like, they're yeah. just pulling out the bag trying to get some touchdowns right now. That's a yep. little creative for the preseason. Yeah, so I don't think I I hope like I think this happens every year, right? I feel like this is the cycle we go through is that, oh, it looks like the Chiefs are going to run the ball a little bit more and then it like doesn't happen. Um, so I hope that they they kind of rely a little bit more on on the running game because I think they've got the they've got the dogs to do it uh, with Clyde and Jet and uh, Pacheco, even Ronald Jones I think can run well behind that first team offensive line when he doesn't have to run behind the second team offensive line. Um, so I think when when you look at that, man, I hope they run the ball, but who knows? I'm, I'm with you, Tucker. Where this is a pump fake. I think yeah. what they're doing is just it's a, a tendency breaker. And they're playing with my heart once again, uh, just like on my my my, my new tie dye from Charlie yes. Hustle. If you can't see it, uh, shout out to them. Uh, by the way, perfect synergy for for us and Charlie Hustle. I love Charlie Hustle. Been buying their shirts for years now. They invented mm-hmm. the uh, the whole Texas thing of rep your state, uh, rep your city uh, here in KC. So I love that. But yeah, um, I, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. Uh, I'm with you. Where this is just like I've seen this before and. You think that they're going to get used to running the ball, but um, I want to say they're going to, but I think with Mahomes, it's not going to happen. I'm hoping that Mahomes as a vet now will be like, hey, you know what? I don't need to win this. I don't need to, I don't need to get clips. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, my status is cemented. I want to score points. And guess what? I'm going to take hits off my body, uh, hits off everyone else, 
and and let, let the big boys up front who we've seen together for a year now do their thing. And I know let's go heavy and let's see what we can really do. Cause you know, how hard it is to run versus, you know, eight man boxes. It is so impossible. And, and you're not, you're looking to gain four or five yards at that point, uh, you know, at most. So, yeah, but if, if they were doing that, it's just, it just, I just, yeah, they're, they're not really going to go with that, but they throw it in there. Teams got to practice it from, from here on out. True. That's, very true. All right. Before we move on to Nick's blind nail segment, we're going to take a quick break here and uh, talk a little bit about our friends, Dave. And we've all been in a cash pinch before you need money that you don't have. Well, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more m- money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out with any, without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. All right, guys, Nick, it is your time for Blind Nil. I'm always curious what your segment is going to be because sometimes it can be a little outside the box. So let's see what we've got today. I stuck to the script on the first show back for the season. <laughs> I, didn't go, I didn't go Jerry Maguire and flip out, you know, what's the thing I'm going to do. So I actually have a football Blind Nil. So I, I respect Ooh. myself for that. Which non-first teamer will have the greatest contribution this season? Ooh, can I go first? Go for it. George, Car- George Karloftis. <laughs> he is listed as a second teamer right now. <laughs> I had already predicted yesterday, for anybody who didn't watch KCSN Update, I have predicted George Karloftis to break the Chiefs rookie sack record in for the franchise's history. That was 33 years ago in 1989. That was Derek Thomas has the franchise record for rookie sacks with 10. And I think George Karloftis is going to end this season with more than 10 sacks. I think his athleticism and the work that he's done with Bobby Stroop has absolutely paid off. He looks like a much more fluid athlete than uh, we saw on tape from him in college. And what we saw in college excited me. He was the guy that I wanted going into that draft because of his physicality, his aggression, and he's relentless. Nick, you know, most of the sacks at the NFL level aren't beating a guy around the edge. It's not one move. It's two moves. It's, you know, following the quarterback. It's effort, uh, second, third efforts to bring a quarterback down. And that's what he's known for. You combine that with the athleticism that we've seen and just that fluidity to change directions and all those things. I think this guy, I think they found an absolute stud in George Karloftis. So he is the second teamer right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just based on the way that the Mike Dana is listed as a starter, and that's awesome for Mike Dana. But George Karloftis is going to end this season as the Chiefs leader in sacks, and that is my bold prediction there, Nick. I like mm. that. I like that. I do love the term high motor. Um, yeah. Usually used to describe a white defense alignment um, in any <laughs> scouting circle, you know. So it's like, but it, it's appropriate because you know that that's what he is, and, and that's what he's got, and and he's got some moves. He's got some moves, and I think working with Frank, you know, he's going to get some more moves. Uh, he's going to do stuff and yeah. them together, yeah. hard work and group of uh, individuals. Is Tershawn Horton has a high motor too. Those both those guys don't give up on place. I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball for mine. Um, a couple guys that that I I think that are kind of easy to say. Sky Moore 
his his rookie or his his in the first preseason game, he did not get a snap with Patrick Mahomes. He out of the eleven snaps Patrick Mahomes took, he did not get one snap with Patrick Mahomes, which I thought that that was very interesting. Um, got plenty of snaps throughout the game. Obviously, he played well. Um, but I don't know if uh, with receivers again, the first and second team is just very funny. As like who's going to start because they're just in so many different formations, so many different packages. That might not matter. Uh, but I think I've got to go with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, there have been some very, um, how do I want to put this? There have been some very high expectations put on the seventh round rookie from Rutgers uh, about what he can do for this offense. And it didn't help when Andy Reid pulled him out of the game with the, with the starting, with the starting group. I don't think that those expectations went down any when, when that happened. Um, Cause I think we ran a, we ran a contest, you know, uh, on our, on our discord. And the, the contest was how many how many scrimmage yards would Isaiah Pacheco have? Everyone was guessing 70, 80, over 50. I mean, the winner guessed zero, right? So, I mean, uh, because he only had like 11, I think, total yards. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the expectations are already there for Isaiah Pacheco, which is incredibly interesting from a seventh-round rookie. Um, but I think, you know, we've – PJ, you made this comment on yesterday's KCSN update. It's just Brett Veach just flexing and showing off by saying that he's gonna, there's going to be a 1,000-yard rusher drafted in the seventh round, and then he goes and drafts a rusher in the seventh-yard round. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's all it's all good stuff. But I think that the expectations there, there's been some people get upset about how many expectations, like the, the size of the expectations put on Pacheco. I get that. I understand. But his ability, what he's shown in camp already, and even in the two plays that he got, like the two t- touches that he had, he looked good. That contact mm-hmm. balance when he got hit in the hip and stayed on his feet, can't really teach that. Uh, there's a lot of the things that, like, skill level, you know, we got to see him up close at the East-West Shrine Bowl, and that was kind of, when we saw him, we are like, oh, my gosh, who's that guy? Because um, it's one of those things where, like, you see him in person, you're like, oh, this dude's, this dude's different. Yeah. Never underestimate the ability of – a Chiefs diehard Chiefs fan, even like myself, being able to spin the fact that he had 11 yards and it was like, he only had 11 yards. I'm like, yeah, because they're saving him. They're not going to show like he is a seventh rounder, but they're hiding all the things that he can do for this offense. (laughs) So like he has 80 yards. You could be excited. He has 10 yards. Like they're just saving him. Like tis the season for hope. So that's where I'm going with this one. Um, (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He got a good 34-yard kick return, though. So that was explosive. That was nice. He yeah. showed off the, that burst on that. I talked about that, too. Like, the contact balance and then the burst on the return. You could see that he's got a little juice uh, Confidence. Right Confidence with the ball. So that's, that's huge. And and hungry. Hungry. Seventh round, Rutgers. It's got all the, the stuff. A tough, strong runner and confident runner. And that's that's what I like to see. Uh, I, I probably – Jersey kid, double whammy, double mm-hmm. whammy. So East Coaster all the way, coming to the Midwest, doing his thing. Yep. So I probably gave away mine earlier, uh, but I, I really like Sky Moore. The fact that he's doing kick returns, the fact that he's doing punt returns, uh, the you know the fact that he was a converted running back in college, uh, played for a small school, uh, has a chip on his shoulder. Um, Cooper Cup, where was Cooper Cup? Where, where did he go to school? At? Western Oregon, right? So a, like that. Is that right? Uh, a non, I, I yeah, but, it, but it, I know it's a small school. And then Sky Moore, what he's Western Michigan, right? So tough, tough, gritty. And he's he just, like I said, watching his college film, 
just just smooth route runner. And, and you look at fundamentals from from college. You, you look at the, the, these fundamentals, and it's like that's something that translates well to the NFL. Is no wasted steps. You know, your first three steps are 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 positive. There's no false steps. You know, you're you're smooth. Uh, great hands. He can do a lot. And they're already asking him to do a lot in this offense. So it's like, yeah. you know, you kind of hide him. And then once someone gets, you know, has a, a tweaked hamstring week three, week four, where Sky Moore comes in fresh legs. And like I said, don't Cooper, discount. Yeah. Don't Cooper discount. Cup's from Eastern Washington, not Western Oregon. Western Oregon. So. <laughs> Same <laughs> general area. It's all directional Northwest. state up there somewhere. Pacific Northwest. It's, it's all the same. But yeah, so th- that's why I think, I think he's going to be the sneaky, uh, low key contributor. Uh, and then back to everything, we barely mentioned McCall Hardman. And yeah. that that is just nuts to me that, you know, it's like, so he could have a great backup year or a great year as well if you consider him a non-starter or a starter, depending on how you count him. I just like the fact that the first pass went to like a 10-yard gain to McCall Hardman after, and the KC Lab guys have talked about this a lot because they pay attention to the things that are going on, but a lot of his catches have been in and around the line of scrimmage. And they had Tyreek and McColl has talked about not facing as much um, off coverage in the way that they'd kind of been played before. Um, I think he went on, you know, Good Morning Football or one of those national TV shows and was talking about, you know, he is inviting people to play, not even bump and run, but just play a little bit closer to him so he can run right by them. Well, I thought it was telling that the first pass that Patrick Mahomes threw was like a 10 yard dig uh, to McCole Hardman to show like, hey, I can make plays that aren't just, you know, jet sweeps and end arounds and things like that. That bubble screens, plays that are in and around the line of scrimmage. So I thought that was a great sign. I think, Nick, you're exactly right. And that he's the one guy we talk about MVS, Sky Moore, talk about Juju, now Justin Watson, that McCall Hardman's that other guy that, I mean, there was even a highlight earlier today um, on Tuesday of McCall Hardman running right by. And I think it was Trent McDuffie who has been really, really good. Uh, yeah. But uh, McCall Hardman just running him on it like a, it was a hitch and go and just making a play down the field. So, there's a lot of reasons to be excited. Again, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but what the offense can do, and McColl could be a huge part of it if he's making plays, you know, intermediate deep down the field. Like that's gonna be huge for this offense. Before we fully move on, I, I want to bring up the chart that I found about the starters and the snap counts. Um, specifically talking about the wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster had all 11 snaps. So Patrick Mahomes took 11 snaps in this game. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling had nine. Uh, McColl had four. Justin Watson had one. So those are your wide receiver snaps right there. Uh, Sky Moore not getting in with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, but there's a lot of wide receivers that yeah, they're hiding them. They're pocketing them. And uh, also, Eastern Washington has the red turf field. Uh, so that cannot be fun to play on. A red turf field? I don't know. The clips were weird. There were some gray fields. I don't know if they muted the, the gray on YouTube or the red. Oh, it, uh, it's, but uh, they, they, they muted some. There's some gray. That's, Central yeah, Arkansas like has a great one. Yeah, they've got a great turf field. Um, you know. Yep. But what about uh, Western Oregon? What kind of field do they have, Tucker? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If Western Oregon's a real well, school. <laughs> I'm just making up stuff. All right, let's move on to the final segment. But before we do that, uh, need real quick here. I want to talk to you about Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee partnered with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. And Trade Coffee, they actually taste test thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every single day. Now, this seems like a job Nick would love to have, but there's no we know there's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. 
Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let Trade find a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. And I know my wife absolutely loved it. Nick, I know you were a big fan of going through the whole process with Trade Coffee. So for you coffee lovers out there, I'd recommend putting a little bit of that Five Farms Irish Cream from our friends up at Holiday Distillery in your coffee to really give yourself a kick. Um, Not before work. I don't advise that. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) Disclaimer. Don't do that. Um, But... (laughs) If you're looking for something on like a game day, early morning, getting up, watching some soccer, horsing, whatever you get up and watch early in the morning on Saturdays. Uh, yeah. A little five farms in your coffee would be good. Did you say horse yeah. racing? I don't know. Yeah. I like that. Watch I horse, horse racing early in the morning. I've seen it. I, I turned it on the TV early. Yeah. Listen, that's fair. It just kind of threw me off. I wasn't ready for horse racing. And, it's, not, it's not your but, standard uh, Saturday no, viewing. No, well, it's not mine, but it could be somebody else's. But yeah. never but, watch a little Premier League soccer. Whatever yes. you're watching early on a Saturday, you right? You two, you big soccer fans, right? There. Massive. Ma- but the term is massive. Massive. Massive, yeah. massive football fans. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There you go. All right. Final blind nil for myself. And this one, I've got a couple disclaimers here because I got to make sure not make, not, oh, make no. easy, take, not make this too easy. All right. If you could take any player from the Andy Reid Chiefs era oh boy. and place them onto this roster, but not including guys who just left last, you cannot bring up Tyreek. I cannot bring up Tyron Matthew because those are just easy. Cannot be guys who left last year, but before that, guys, and this is assuming that they're healthy and ready to go. All right. What so this year? Is, what year? Any, when do we start? What year? Any, when Andy 2013, 2013 was his first year. Nick's Googling it over here. Uh-huh. So any player between 2013 and before last season to add to this Chiefs roster, who would it be and why? Tucker. I'm going to give you a second because you look like you're still contemplating your answer here. And again, this is blind nil. They did not know this question was coming. So this is a lot to throw on somebody. But Tucker, Tucker, who would you go with? My first instinct is to go with the defensive player. Um, uh, Maybe as a veteran presence on a team that has a lot of rookies on it, I think is something or a lot of just 
young players in general. Willie Gay is like the seasoned veteran on this defensive unit, uh, sans Frank Clark and, and Chris Jones. But um, he's like a veteran guy, and he's just like his third year in the league. So you're looking at guys that are, haven't been in the league for a long time. So I'm looking at like defensive players, you know, Derek Johnson would be certainly pretty sweet <laughs> to have. Um, Eric Berry could be another one that as like a safety in the back end, I think would be really exciting. You pair him with Justin Reed. If that's your one, two safety punch, then, then Juan Thornhill then becomes your third, you know, safety that you can bring in a nickel and dime. That's pretty darn good. And Eric Berry is one of my favorite players of all time. So I think I'm going to go with Eric Berry. I talked myself into it during my reasoning. <laughs> um, Eric Berry is going to be, I've got my Eric Berry jersey in the other room. I will go get it. Um, but no, uh, I think that's who I would, who I'd pick. That was a solid open mic night, Tucker. I appreciate yeah, the, uh, the flow of information that, that came forth right in front of us. You know, thank you. I was, that. I was thinking out loud. You yes. really were like literally thinking out loud. So can we have like, is it in their prime or is it like from that year yeah. when they well, were, you know what, at this point, there's not a lot of rules to this. We already like, added enough rules, rules. So there's, he just I, picked I like Eric Berry, the guy that I pick it. it it's going to be an, an off the little creative thinking there with mine, I but I think, I think the it's best not thing, Steven Nelson. I can tell you that. Okay. Or, or Bo, Dwayne Bo. Um, I, I think to me, uh, if, if I'm gone, I'm partial, uh, but I think what, what the chiefs could use right now, what, what would be fantastic. And this is like a, a one and two for me. And I'm thinking people in the middle, uh, I was thinking Dontari Poe would be yep. solid. Mm-hmm would be solid in the middle, you know, to get some really good quickness and D line. But ultimately I chose Jamal Charles. I think just having a, an explosive running back like him, like would just, just make this offense just perfect. Damn near perfect. Like it's like when you got him with this O line, with this wide receiver, with this quarterback, this tight ends. uh, Yeah. hundred percent Jamal Charles. I 100% overthought my answer completely <laughs> hearing guys like Eric Berry and Derek Johnson and Dontari Poe. Yeah, I overthought this one, but I feel like my reasoning is sound and what I'm saying, but Jamal Charles, phenomenal. Derek Johnson, phenomenal. I would say Mike DeVito, Jeff Allen, you know, right. friends of the show. Be great to have those guys. Um, but I'm actually going to go with Eric Fisher. And the reason why is based on what we saw on Saturday, I don't have a lot of confidence in the second team offensive line to move a lot of bodies. It's the one area of the team, if you're looking next level, that I'm not confident in is the depth along the offensive line, particularly at the tackle position. Um, I know they've got Jaron Christian has been going back and forth, but the one thing I think could really derail the Chiefs season is a key injury up front where Orlando Brown or one of those guys misses a lot of time. And if you have a player like Eric Fisher, who at his best was a top 10 top eight, seven offensive tackle. If you can bring that guy off the bench and have him fill in, it's the one area that I feel like we couldn't necessarily overcome. All of those other guys that you're mentioning would add even more. I'm thinking in terms of if this guy got hurt, we would be in a lot of trouble. And for me, it's the offensive line. I feel like it's the one area that we don't have a ton of depth. And if we lose one of our tackles, not that Joe Thune couldn't step out and play a solid left tackle for a little bit, I wouldn't want him to do that for an extended period of time. And if you can bring in a top eight offensive tackle to basically be that backup right there um, and rotate between those guys, if there is an injury, I think that'll keep the offense being able to function the way that they are. It might not be as fun as like a Jamal Charles or as sexy of a pick, but if you're looking at trying to get and win a Super Bowl, 
that's the one position I feel like we don't have a lot of depth and I want to strengthen that because I feel like the rest of the roster is good enough to go out there and win, even though, to your point, Derek Johnson, Eric Berry, those guys would make an instant impact as opposed to a backup offensive tackle. <laughs> hey, whose pick was that? Was that my pick or your pick, right? Geez, a backup. That's a GM pick of DJ. I like that. It's I overthought it completely. As soon as you said Jamal Charles, like, oh, crap, that was pretty good. <laughs> I got, I mean, we've got Isaiah Pacheco. So I believe in the guys that we have uh, at the skill positions and all of that. But, but yeah. We just, did we just compare? Go ahead and tear apart my No, I just said I'm happy with Isaiah Pacheco. I am excited about the hope that he can bring. My wife says it's fine a lot too, BJ. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. You're having another drink. That's fine. You know, go for it, right? It's totally fine. That's, that's that's always a great thing. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Enjoy that. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I do like that. It makes sense. So to have a top ten tackle as your 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 guy who can rest, uh, who who can come in. It, they did add the extra game. The Chiefs have been going deep yeah. in the playoffs forever. So it's wear and tear. And if you have that where you could have someone step up, that's a that's a really cool move just to keep the offense going. And I think someone still has PTSD from that uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl uh, where if you had just one guy, you know, whatever, um, we're not going to get into that. But, yeah, I I think it's cool. I think it's a smart move. That's a GM GM move right there. I like that. Call him up. See what he's doing. He can still still come back. He can still do it. I I feel like he lives about 10 minutes from me. Listen, <laughs> You're like he's around. <laughs> Listen, that's a big, that's a big do it. fool too. That dude is so massive. Like he don't live. He's not a small people. person. He is massive, massive. Six, seven, three, fifteen, coming out of college. Like that's that's not nothing. That's I like they're like he's little. He's little, susceptible to the bull rush. What? <laughs> he doesn't get enough credit. He, like, he I, I, this is gonna go off. Let's go off on a tangent. But he doesn't get enough credit for what he what he did. Like, he was a number one overall draft pick. He already had a whole lot of high expectations. Who's the quarterback that everybody wanted him to take? He didn't do anything. Um, that year? Yeah. Oh, I got a funny story I was going to tell you in a second, but it's not that quarterback, but Tyler Wilson was in that draft from uh, Arkansas, I believe it was, because I was at the Senior Bowl that year, and I was covering it for SB Nation, and uh, saw John Dorsey had just gotten the job not too long before that and grew up a diehard Chiefs fan before I knew anything about media or how to do anything. And I went over because John was walking by himself and I was like, screw this. I'm going to go introduce myself. So I walked up to John Doris. Said, hey, congratulations on getting the Chiefs job. You know, I'm with SB Nation, Arrowhead Pride. Just wanted to you know, introduce myself down here for Chiefs fans, you know, watching and seeing what stands out. And everybody, they hadn't traded for Alex yet. And so everybody was looking at quarterbacks. That was all the talk is who's going to be the quarterback. And so I was down there watching Tyler Wilson, who I thought was really tough. Didn't think he was going to be a top pick, but liked him. So John's like, he asked me, he's like, so who do you like down here? And I was like, well, Tyler Wilson is the guy that came down here to watch <laughs> number one pick. Aaron Fisher is at that senior bowl. Didn't mention him at all. And so John's like this idiot, like Tyler Wilson's not in the league. And Eric Fisher, seven years uh, later, eight years later, whatever. I'm asking to be the one pickup over Eric Berry, Jamal Charles and mm. all these other guys. So really come <laughs> a long way on that one, but I'll never forget. That was the first time I ever talked to John Dorsey about a what year and a half before I ended up working. Uh, for the Chiefs, somehow That's they still funny. hired me after that. Yeah, well, they weren't. You weren't in the scouting department, so you're good. Fact, <laughs> true. That's big facts. I like that. That's such a. That's always a fun time at those places to see and meet everyone. I like. It's come a long way. Senior Bowl and and all yeah. those bowls have come a long way. 
from where they I, were. The East West Shrine Bowl was a lot of fun last January, and we're yeah. going to be there again this year. Uh, it was pretty cool to be able to, you know, on draft night, we'd take Isaiah Pacheco and then we put out an interview sitting down with him, talking about all the things that people are excited about him with. Uh, and he was a good dude. I remember talking with him. Um, he was one of the favorite interviews we had. It was him and Jelani Woods, who Tucker mm-hmm. had rolling before we started interviewing. Oh just cracking up. But that was a lot of fun. The draft stuff, that whole process is a lot of fun. But let's wrap this show up. And guys, since we won't record until after the Chiefs' second preseason game, real quick, just Tucker, what are you looking forward to most in seeing Saturday as the Chiefs play at Arrowhead against uh, the Washington Commanders? Yeah, now that they flip to the uh, they flip to the three preseason game schedule, you only get one home game, or you're either going to get one or two. And they Chiefs have uh, gotten one the last two years, I believe. Um, so I, this is an exciting time to take take the family out there um, to, to go out there. I think the preseason games are always good for that. What I'd be looking for um, is to see how much Patrick Mahomes plays. I think Andy Reid said he's going to bump it up to like a half. That's not going to happen. Um, he's going to play two drives. For, he's going to play for two drives. Uh, that's what's going to happen. So what I'm looking for is to see maybe who doesn't play. Right. Uh, I think that's kind of more telling than who does actually play like the Isaiah Pacheco situation. Uh, last week, I think this could be another interesting situation to see how he's used. Uh, maybe Ronald Jones gets in a little bit more in that first team to see what he has to do. They've got some decisions to make on that running back room, which we've talked about relentlessly on this channel and on on, on these podcasts. Uh, the the running back room is very interesting. Um, wide receivers, they're gonna be they're gonna rotate in and out just to get some reps in. I'm excited to see that. Also, I'm going to keep my eye on the special teams. Special teams are going to be big to see who. Yeah, all three phases of the ball I'm going to look at and see if they can force turnovers. <laughs> I said and... one thing, and you just ran through the entire roster. You can't, you can't cover it all. Like you're an just, index fund. You get one you thing, it. and you're done. You're done. Got him on. Mute him. Mute him. I'm putting myself on mute. Wait, wait, wait. So Nick. which one? What's the one thing he's going to watch? Because he's going to watch everything, apparently. The defensive line, the linebackers, the, the safety rotations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch the checks. I'm not going to watch the audibles. Right. Wait, hold on. So Tucker, which one is it? Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. They're hiding him, dude. He'll be lucky to touch the ball at all. Nick. Secret weapon. Nick, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> I, I can't, I'm going to watch the sideline end zone film. I'm going to watch the TV copy. Uh, I'm going to do it all. <laughs> Sorry, Tucker. Um, but excuse me, I, I watch all of that. Uh, I'm really going to focus on, and, and this is me, the, the tight end room, you know, the injuries, uh, open field injuries are always weird. You know, this and, uh, how they play in special teams. So it's going to be the opposite of Tucker's. That's why I was laughing. Tight ends, special team plays and how they perform to really see who makes the who makes the the final roster? What did they do like four last year? Something bizarre, right? They did four tight ends last year. I think they did do four, yeah. Yeah, right? I think they did because they did three running back. Uh, I only paid attention to running backs and, and linebackers. Yeah, but, I remember yeah. something bizarro. So there's four spots, and you know, looking for special team guys who can block. You know, if you're a tight end, that's what you do on a punt team. Uh, big bodies blocking, and then you got some movement, some speed. So tight ends, special teams. Exactly. Right. Mine's gonna be. I'm going to overthink mine again. Um, nice. Weird. So nice. I'm going to go with Derek Gore, <laughs> actually. Um, I feel about, he's a better player than he showed last Saturday against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not saying that he doesn't have an uphill battle to try and make this roster and hopefully get back onto a practice squad now that, you know, they basically relaxed all the rules as far as what constitutes, um, you know, players that can end up veterans can be on a practice squad and things like that. So I'm going to go with Derek Gore. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. I really like the fact that for those that really paid attention to remember this in the game against the bears, you don't see this very often. Uh, they threw a ball to him in the flat. I think it was inside the red zone and he dropped it. I think it was his second or maybe even this third drop. And they went right back to him in the exact same play right after that, uh, which I think is a really, was a kind of, I'll say a nice thing to do. Cause I think they were trying to make sure that he got out of his head and made a play, but they didn't want him thinking about the fact that he had dropped another one. And so they got him back the ball, picked up five or six yards, but you know, for a guy that, you know, had some buzz, because he showed a little bit during his limited time last year. Um, you know, you were excited about him coming in and Isaiah Pacheco has been the story for everybody. They signed Ronald Jones in the off season and the Derek Orr, you know, he's got some competition to go in there and play and he didn't play up to his capabilities. He's a better player than he showed. So I'm excited to see Derek Gore get another opportunity, whether it ends up being with the chiefs or somebody else to go out there and play to the level that we know he's capable of that we saw last year. So that's what I'm looking forward to because we know he's going to get some carries because they're going to hide Isaiah Pacheco because you can't, the guy's going to be the rookie, the offensive rookie of the year. You can't give away everything he's going to do here in the preseason. He's going to win the rushing title. So um. he's a thousand. Brett Veach said seventh round picks going to be a thousand yard rusher two days before the draft. And his shot. here we go. I mean, George Karloftis will be the defensive rookie of the year. Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> no, offense. Listen, <laughs> you're in, you're in. And I am all in with George Karloftis. Pushed them all, all the chips, and then you your were, neighbor's chips, and then your chips. Yeah, I don't, you I don't were make in predictions like this. I am not a hot take yeah, person. Nah. If you listen to this at this point, 40 minutes in, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I don't make predictions like this very much, but I believe in what George Karloftis has brought, what he can do. I liked him coming out, and the one kind of knock-ish on him was just the athletic fluidity change of direction, those kinds of things, because he's more aggressive, physical, relentless, all of those things are his top characteristics. You add in his ability to move and bend and do some of those things that we've seen, again, with Bobby Stroop working with him. Um, you know, Bobby gets a lot of credit, but George Koloftis gets the credit. He's the one who went out there and has changed uh, his athletic profile, and I'm excited to see that. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Derek Gore on Saturday go out there and, and play at a level that he knows he's capable of doing, whether it ends up getting him a job uh, on a practice squad, Outside shot, making a Chiefs roster. I don't think that's going to happen right now, but uh, get picked up by another NFL team would be great to see. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes another guy to watch. Um, he could be good. This <laughs> He's the one guy you didn't mention, Tucker. The so honest I know. The honest <laughs> take. <laughs> hey, listen, I think the Karloftis thing could be true, though, BJ uh, and, and Tucker. Uh, I just realized that um, he will probably be the first and only converted water polo player to make mm. it in the NFL. I mean, there's got to be some stat like it's got to be a first and he'll be the first ex water polo to win NFL defensive rookie of the year. That water polo is no joke, dude. I could water never. polo is grimy. I would drown. Yeah. Grimy. Drown. It's like prison. <laughs> We're going to have a yeah. KCSN water polo tournament. Now that we have like I would die. 30 contractors, we have enough. I love it. I love it. <laughs> enough people. All right. Like, 
on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode. Make sure you check out everything else that we've got going on at KC Sports Network. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, as was one-on-one with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. It's great to hear those guys' perspective of what it's like being in the Chiefs locker room for Andy Reid as you approach cut-down days um, in the second preseason. They've got great perspective on everything. And then later this afternoon, I'm going to catch up with Nate Taylor from The Athletic to get my five burning questions for Nate, somebody that has been up at practice every day who is plugged in to what is going on behind the scenes. So make sure to check out that on this afternoon's KCSN update. And we've got about 87 other shows for you throughout the week. You will not be wanting for content if you follow us on all of our channels, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on our podcast channels, wherever you listen to podcasts, search KCSN and not just Chiefs. We've got K-State, KU, Mizzou. We have got all kinds of content and Royals. So make sure to check all of that out. We appreciate your support. And we will see you next time Uh, for Tucker Franklin, Nick Leckie. I'm BJ Kissel. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.